Hey everyone, and welcome to the Engineer of What podcast. As always, you have myself, Nathan Westfall, and Ricky Warden. Hello, Ricky. hello. It's either Ricky or uh, John Markson, because that's what you logged in as here. So yeah, uh, yeah. You thought uh, I had. We, re- you think I had Red Dead, but I actually don't. I, I, have money I for did because I've been too attached to it. So I finished the whole game. Okay. Uh, well, I'll say not the whole game, but I finished. They have six chapters of the main story. Yeah. Uh, and then two epilogues. So right now I'm in the oh second epilogue. So I'm almost done. I finished all six chapters and the first epilogue, and now I'm on the second one. Dear Lord. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I'm not going to say anything. This is not a spoiler alert episode or anything like that because um, a lot of stuff does happen. And uh, I did cry when wow. uh, Chapter 6 ended wow. of Red Dead. It was intense. Yeah. How many hours have you put into that game? Too many, Ricky. I think the story <laughs> alone is 60 hours, so that should tell you something. Wow. Yeah. So, and I got it two weeks ago. So in two weeks, I finished the whole game. Let's see. Wow. Okay. That's that's a lot of hours. <laughs> I know. Yep. It was uh, it was tough, but you know. Anyway, uh, we're recording this a little bit earlier than normal because I'm out next week in Disney. I leave tomorrow morning. Super pumped about that. I hate you. I know. I'm going to Disney. Um, staying in a really nice hotel. And uh, did you know that Disney has this thing called like Mickey's Christmas Party? I don't know if we talked about that. No, I have no, I haven't read that one. So what you do is you pay an extra like hundred bucks for a ticket, and mm-hmm. they shut down Magic Kingdom at like six o'clock, yeah, and then only fill it up to like twenty percent capacity. So like the park is essentially empty, and they oh, wow. just give out free hot chocolate and have parades, and all the rides have no lines because it's no one's there. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so we're doing that. And then I'm, I'm assuming the entire park is like dressed up Christmas style. Correct. Yeah, 100. Oh, that's like so it's, cool. It is. It is a Christmas party. Like there's, there. Marissa has a list of it, but you get like free hot chocolate, free eggnog, pretzels, gingerbread stuff. Like there's all these different parts of the park that you have to like go and hit to make sure that you get the Christmas experience type thing. Man, sounds like yeah. it's worth it. Honestly. Yeah, so that's what it. I said. For like a hundred bucks, I was like, boom, no problem. If I get all this free food, then why would I not do it? Hang on. Why is my phone going off? Yeah, Ricky, what are you doing? This is a recording session. You should not have your phone on. Oh. What the heck is going on? That's my watch that's doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) Why is my watch doing that? It's so weird. Uh, What kind of watch do you have? Um, The Huawei. Huawei. Oh, yeah. Play, um, Huawei? Huawei? I don't know. Well, I was playing around with um, Find My Device. So. Oh, yeah, which and we'll get into in a second. I tried to... Yeah. Uh, okay, anyway. Yes. <laughs> Are you good there? Are we good? Are we good? Are we talking <laughs> about good. this? Well, I was trying to play around with Find My Device and uh, because of the, that new feature. And I said, oh, yeah, send a sound to it. And just now did it five minutes later. Anyway. I yes. have noticed that, that if it... It's very finicky if it's not, like, connected right away. Um, sometimes it'll do it later, or it'll just randomly fail when it you can, like, get text messages, but just won't you find my device. Hmm. It's very weird how it does it. They got some stuff to work out. Well, that was but. through my watch, so I, and I didn't realize they, they could do it through your watch, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. That was pretty cool. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Black Friday, did you do you go out this morning or last night? Yeah, did I went out this morning, um, picked up a Chromecast for the in-laws, uh, since they all have Chromebooks so, and Android Perfect. phones. So, I was like, eh, you know, why not? It's 25 bucks, No big deal. Nice. 
Nice. Um, picked up a set of smart lights or smart light bulbs. Nice. Yeah. That, like, the GEC Life. Oh, yeah. No, the yep. GEC yep. Life because they're like integrated specifically for Google Home. Nice. So is that I for just, you or is that for the in-laws? No, that's for me. Yeah. Nice. 25 nice. bucks or two bulbs. Not bad compared to like the Philips because these you don't need a home base. Actually, Correct. you know how like with Philips Hue, you need, you need a home a base plug into the wall. Yeah. Yep. Um, but with a Google Home Mini or a Google Home in general, um, GE has like a special deal with them where that you don't need the home base plugged into a wall where otherwise you do. So basically, the Google Home, the Home Mini, is acting as that plugged-in base, which is super nice. Yeah. So That's and cool. you literally just like um, screw them in. And then you just go into your Google Home app, and it recognizes it, and you click it, and you name it. Boom, done. It's like nice. two. It's like not even a minute to set them up, and it really it's really nice because the Philips Hue, they're a little bit more expensive. Yes, they can do right. RGB, they can do the yep. full spectrum, but like I don't need that. I just you need, need the mood lighting. No, I just need the something that can be dimmable and say you know turn off my lights, and boom, yep. done. That's it. Nice. Um, Which, speaking of that, you uh, yeah. you recently got your Google Home Mini yes, from Spotify. I got the, yeah, I got it from that Spotify deal. Um, try, been screwing around with it. My wife thinks it's weird that it just listens to me all the time. It's just like, it's just like always listening, and then you know I say I say you know play whatever music or on the living room TV with my Chromecast, and I'll know, just do it. Yeah, I'll just do it, and she's like, "That's so weird. I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that." <laughs> Wait, just gotta tell home. her it's. It's more like the NSA, but just like out in the open rather well, than hidden somewhere. Well, here, here's my here's what I here's here's <laughs> what I think about that. All right, they're already listening to you. If they're going to listen to you, they already can. So why You're not right. just why not just go with it and have it help you, have it improve exactly. your life? You have know, it bene- I'm totally with you on that. Just you have know? it benefit yourself as well. Exactly. You know, if yeah. they're going to listen anyway, eh, screw it. I, I might as well get something out of it, right? You right. Know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's the bad way of thinking. All right, so you got a Chromecast <laughs> for the in-laws. You yes. got uh, light bulbs for yourself. Yes. Anything um, else? I have to order something on Target online. We we found a a really sweet like fifty percent off on this uh, air mattress because we wanted an air mattress just because we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fifty yep. percent off for this like really nice one. So couldn't find it in Target because that place was a madhouse this morning. But. Uh, so I I'm just going to do it night. online. I'm just going to do it online because it's the yeah. same price. You don't have to buy it. I didn't, yeah, I don't, did you go last night, you said? I did. I did. Um, Why? Well, the one that near our house isn't like crazy, crazy. So it was really me and my brother kind of just walking around making fun of people. Mm, um, yeah. I think I bought a blanket and some socks. Wow. Yeah, I went all out. You went crazy. Really, really went. Yeah. Damn. Control myself. <laughs> um, however... I did also go, we talked about this, Black Friday in some stores went all the way to as early as Wednesday. Yeah, Walmart was Wednesday, I think. It started. Parts of Best Buy were also on Wednesday, too. Wait, really? Oh, wow. Yes. So <laughs> I went to Best Buy on Wednesday after mm-hmm. work because it was a half day that day. Right, right. And I'm recording with you right now on a Surface Go. Ooh, Surface Go. Right. So I think we had an episode about this, how Microsoft came out with all these new Surface products. Right, right. Um, so the Surface Go is essentially the Surface Pro, but a smaller mm-hmm. version of it to compete with, like, the Apple iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had it on sale for, like, 300 bucks. So Oh, wow. That's it. Normally it's, like, what, five? Five, something like that. Four to five, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. No. It's pretty so, good. Yeah. So I uh, 
my wife got it to me as an early Christmas present. And uh, I will say that uh, it took me a second to realize I was like, ah, you know, it's not going to be a great computer. But as soon as I started realizing that it's like, it's not a computer, it's a tablet that just happens to run Windows 10. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good machine. I'm right. not going to lie. Pretty for 300 good. bucks, I mean, that's way cheaper than an iPad for iPad yeah, Pro. Yeah, exactly. For but you get you get a full desktop, right? So like most right, you of can... the time, I'm doing like the podcast with you. As you can tell, this works fine. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. totally handle it. It well has all um, the drivers that you need. You don't have any. Spe- you have to have a special dongle to plug in. I do. Or anything like that. I oh, you do. do? Oh, but you it's do? not terrible. It's because it's mm. USB C, not USB uh, 3.0, okay. which gotcha. is fine. Like it was, it was ten bucks to get the USB C to USB a dongle. I no, can. It's better, that. better than like what forty for an Apple dongle. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing: USB C so versatile. Anyway, it's yeah, mm-hmm. you can get away with that. So I'm good with that. And unlike the new iPad, I have a headphone jack. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but it's—I mean—it's a Surface, right? So I have mm-hmm. the the keyboard that snaps on. Right. Um, if I wanted to, I could get the the dock because it has that Surface Hub connector on it that uh, it uses to charge. Well, I have to look that one up. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm trying to think what else I've done with it. Obviously, Netflix priorities 101. Um, and I have and I have basic. I don't have my full environment, but I have enough where I can like program some javascript stuff mm-hmm. so like if i have to do coding on the road i'm not totally lost i can pull this out and do basic you know right. open source stuff. So, so where's this going to line up in your product in your device lineup like where is how is this going to how's this different from like using your laptop your typical um yeah Len, what 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 laptop you have so i have lenovo? i have a lenovo yogo 2 that's right yeah, Pro yeah, yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. and then i have my macbook right so then why did you need – now, I'm, I'm just curious. Why, yeah, where yeah, does yeah. the Go fit into that? No, this is good. This is what I was all thinking about. So my Lenovo 2 actually is kind of slowing down a little bit, driving me really? a little crazy. Yeah, huh. so I kind of have it now at home all the time as like a desktop rig mm, um, yeah. So because the battery sucks on it now. And yeah. uh, I had a bunch of screws fall off, so it's not really as portable as it once was. Um, which is a pain, but still a great device, still a touchscreen. I bet you if I spent the time and reinstall Windows on it, it would be great. Um, I Reins- just don't have time. Wait, yeah. What? Well, because you- I think I think the whole hard drive just got clogged up. Like I swapped uh, hard drives okay, a while okay. ago. I haven't mm-hmm. done a fresh install in a while. And Windows, sometimes you need to do that to give it life back. Because, I mean, yeah. you got to think. It's an i7. Mm-hmm. It's 8 gigs of RAM, solid-state drive. Mm-hmm. In theory, it should That should be fine. Back. Yeah. Exactly. So... I think I just need to reinstall. But um, past that, I have my MacBook. But my MacBook's a 15-inch computer, so it's pretty big to carry right. around everywhere. Yeah. Um, and while it does, it's a powerhouse. It gets a lot done, and it still has you know two and a half, three hours of battery life, no no questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of times, like whether it's for podcasting on the road or notes for a meeting or um, sometimes I meet people for coffee, right, but I get there super early. I don't want to bring my laptop around everywhere. Right? No, yeah, it's just yeah. Mm-hmm. So the benefit is the Surface Go nine hours of battery life, plus wow. one right there. Yeah. yeah, and pretty good right off the bat with that. Um, I get the full Windows Ten experience, so I have my email on here. I have Chrome, um, a couple other you know small simple dev tools that I could use. Um, and because my Lenovo is always at home, I can always remote into a computer and use like Visual Studio mm. as my IDE or something like true, that. True, true. So it's a way for me to like not pack my backpack with 20 pounds of equipment to go on the right. road. I can just remote desktop into something and carry it with me real quick. What size is that? Is it 10 11? Inches. 10 inches. 10, oh, 10 inches. Not even 11. Yeah. 
Oh wow, yeah. that's small. It it is, but it doesn't actually feel small. Huh? It's like a good size because you got to think again. This is I'm not trying to buy a computer. Right. I tried to buy a tablet that would fill the needs, and I would right. say it's definitely doing the job. Huh? Yeah, like on a on an iPad Pro now, could you couldn't code like what you're trying, what you're doing on that Go, right? I I could, but it's like complicated, right? Because I can't set up a dev dev environments. I can't be like, oh, I'm gonna host a website on my iPad. No, you can't. No. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You can't right. do some certain things. And plus, this is not a ditched iPad. There's great people like Frank Krueger and a couple other guys who make great apps for the iPad. But um, you have to pay for it, right? Because you have to pay f- like the the best IDE for what I do on an iPad is like thirty bucks. Jeez. Right. And even right. then, it's I can't have my own dev environments. All that stuff aside, just to code is like right. thirty bucks. Um, right. Which is which is fine if like all you had was an iPad, it's a great solution. But mm-hmm. yeah. why would I spend five hundred, six hundred bucks on an iPad with the keyboard by the time that stuff comes out? Right. Probably seven hundred right. to get right. the same thing. But now I have a full desktop right. experience. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that does make sense. That does make more sense. Yeah, and plus now that I uh, we have this big thing at work coming up, so I'll probably have to be traveling more. So bringing this on an airplane is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm on the plane for five hours and I oh, can't yeah. charge my computer ever, well, my Mac also, is instantly on out. a plane. Like you just have that little tray table, right? And which this would fit. Think ten right. inches, right? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, well, that'll definitely fit. Whereas your 15 inch MacBook, it was, it I mean, that's pushing tray. it. Yeah, that's no, pushing it did. It. it would hang over like you know quarter of an inch either side when i put it on there it's a and then the thing you're almost breaking the tray at that point too it's like it is heavy <laughs> yeah and then that's the benefit too right so this i can fit comfortably on a tray mm-hmm. with my free drink the macbook ah. i couldn't fit the free drink so <laughs> struggle there right <laughs> priorities exactly priorities. Yeah. huh all right so good travel machine we'll exactly. put it that way that definitely good, good for travel yeah, yeah. Well. all right so that was mine. Well, anything That's else the only for thing. Friday? Oh, yeah, there's no, a, is that all you got for Black Friday? this and socks. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> just the essentials, right? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So, Ricky, what do you have this, this week? Just, I was actually excited week, about when you sent this. This week in tech news, Google's future OS now come, coming soon to you on a Huawei. 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 Huawei? Is that what it's Huawei. Saying? No, the H is Huawei? silent, I think. I think it's just oh, Huawei. Oh, Huawei. Oh. Yeah. All right. Huawei Honor Play. Um, they are testing it on there now. Um, now, Future OS. We haven't talked about this, I don't think, so far. No. So give everyone a quick background if you oh, want. Oh, boy. All what, right. What uh, Who made it? What, did it? what is it? Yeah. So it is Google's new uh, thing. I don't know. Google's new OS that is supposed to replace android eventually right because android was event was originally supposed to be for cameras right right um but then you know they had they had to bring in um what else they they had to bring in the linux kernel they had to bring in um licensing for mix of bsd3 clause and and then mit and apache 2.0 yeah a bunch of java stuff a bunch of bunch of java stuff yeah and then that bit them in the butt, I think. Uh, Oracle did. They're actually, I Oracle think there's did, still yeah. a pending lawsuit between it, Oracle yeah. and Google that's been like out there for years. Right. So now, uh, basically, what they're trying to do is just redesign Android from the bottom up and think, all right, if we wanted to read, if we wanted to do Android today, what would we do? You know. Right. 
Um, so uses Google's Flutter um, SDK. Well, uh, the interface that, is anyway. Let's, yeah, but, let's go one more step back too. So the, okay. the important thing that you said too. Chrome OS and Android are based mm-hmm. on Linux kernels, which, as we know, right. is an open source project. It does a great job, but everything uses Linux kernels, right? Android right. uses a similar version of a Linux kernel to a server running in the cloud. Right. So they supposedly built their own kernel called um, Magenta. Depends, yeah, there's a couple of them. So they apparently also had a microkernel called Zircon at some point. Yeah. Uh, but I think Magenta is the one that they're they're officially going to release it under. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, they built basically a new Linux kernel. I think they forked it. I don't know if they started from scratch. That'd be crazy. But um, but they designed it specifically for mobile devices, which I think mm-hmm. is smart. I don't think yeah. there's been a dedicated kernel for mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So and it is written in uh, C, C plus plus, Dart, Go, LLVM, Python, Rust, Shell, and get this Swift. Yes, Swift so, is on there. So, so yeah. like, I don't. Want, okay, so I don't know what. No, what are they even trying to get at with that? Is, I can write an um, iOS app and have it run on an Android device. So they're building the cross-platform coding right into their operating system. So you think that they would be able to tap into Apple's App Store? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying no, to think like so, how that would so work. So the benefit is, is like, I Swift and Java are extremely different languages, right? Right. So the benefit is, is an iOS developer with almost no learning curve could write a Swift app for an Android device. Uh, and then you okay, have okay. this benefit of like, oh, I have all this business logic in a shared library. Android right. can now also use that. Okay. So which is what they tried to do with Flutter, right. which mm-hmm. Flutter is still good. You know, I mean, I'm obviously still an Xamarin fan over Flutter, but. Flutter is that same cross-platform idea where if you program in Flutter, it works on Android and iOS. Yeah. And Google just took it one step further. We're like, we know Apple loves Swift, so we'll support it too. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No, well, I mean, that would definitely help, though, because of um, – I mean, a lot of people are just, you know, they're going to have to write two different codes or Xamarin, for instance. They don't have to – you know, you can mm-hmm. do use that. Um. So I feel like that's going to help out with apps, too, coming to the app, the Play Store. Yeah, there's probably some iOS gonna... apps that would come over to this store. Yeah, Which, I mean, they do have uh, most iOS apps, the popular ones anyway, do come over to Google Play eventually. It's just, you know, a few months behind because they want to get to iOS first for whatever reason. But... Uh, it, right? So it's, you make more money on the iOS market than Android. Oh, wait, really? People are more likely to pay for apps on iOS than they are on Android. <laughs> not surprised, actually. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, so with Fuchsia, um, they ran out on Pixelbook in this past January. Um, yeah, they so, actually have a guide on how to do it. Yeah, they published a yep. guide on how to run Fuchsia on there. Um, and then in October, this past October, um, it was reported that Google Home Hub – you know that um, – well, they're all coming out with these home hubs now. Like Facebook has their thing. Alexa and has one too. Alexa has – God. Yeah. Um, Alexa has one. Google has one. Yeah. Oh, God. Who else has one? Apple has one, I think. I want to say Apple has uh, one. I don't think they do. They finally have like a home speaker, but I don't think they have a screen. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of the home speaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Google Home Hub is a future OS test – may be a future OS test device. So – Gotcha. Now, with that, though, I mean, 
it would be nice because it's kind of just like a home base and then based on what I'm seeing from screenshots it's weird because it's the the window management in Fuchsia is like almost like a, the new Windows window management system oh, where okay. if you do um, you know in the bottom left of Windows 10 there's a task view and that yes. kind of explodes it to all these different windows kind of looks like that yeah Yep. Kind of looks like that, and then plus you have um, all of your info at the bottom. But it's just, I don't know, it's very Which I'm weird. curious how that would work on a, on a phone form yeah. factor. Tablet, well, sure. Pixelbook, right. sure. Um, well, they're calling Android. them stories, quote-unquote. Yeah. And which I'm, I'm looking it's at It's really this. just a way for them to brag that they know what you did an hour ago. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, Windows already does that for me. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it on an Android device. The the new UI that they're going for there. Uh, well, so like, how are they going to have all? The, where are all the apps going to be? I guess they just haven't really flushed it out enough. Yeah, and I heard to... that they're testing it on the Huawei device as well. But I also read an yeah, article that's... somewhere that we probably won't see it as a consumer until twenty twenty four. Oh my god! Yeah, so well, I mean, it's a long right. drawn out project because I think it only what. Came, became open source 2016. Yeah. It's still an early project. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, good news. You know, Google's famous for starting projects and dropping them. Correct. Um, for instance, Google Health. <laughs> um, yep. That was the whole thing. Uh, and then, but what, what other ones actually were there? I forget. What other ones? There were some other Google things. I, I forget what, what they were. That they just like, oh, no, we're just stopping those now. Uh, yeah, I mean, was Google um, Wave. Was oh, a project Wave. I remember that. I remember you. Uh, um, you sent me an invitation to because it was invite only for the longest time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Google Wave was one. Oh, Google Plus can go in the graveyard too. Actually. Yeah, I mean that's still there, but yeah, it, it's know. going away. <laughs> yeah. It's but gone. um, the developers that were saying like it's not a twenty percent product, like they're going all in on it. Basically. Yeah, and I think I think it will replace Android. Like I I hate to say it, but I think with how successful Chrome OS has been doing mm-hmm. and how successful Android is, I think they're developing this as a way to make it one OS across both platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're hoping to solve the whole like Windows versus Mac versus phone versus whatever. They kind of just have like one platform to rule them all. So, like, essentially, I could get a Windows machine and then install this OS and have mm-hmm. that operating system. And right. because they support languages such as, you know, Dart, they haven't announced support for C Sharp yet, but uh, someone will figure that out somewhere. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they support Swift kind of makes it seem like the idea that, okay, if I had a Mac, I could install this OS but still use all my Mac apps. Hmm. In theory. I'm not saying right. that that's what they're going for, but it no, yeah. seems they're yeah, going yeah. that cross-platform route. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I know that between the Fuchsia and – they're trying to do the whole Windows deal, I think, too. So they're trying to get up with Windows where, you know, Windows has their same – their uh, continuity cross-platforms, right? Right. Um, which is well, un- great. Unfortunately, I mean, there's no Windows 10 phone, but – No, well, which which does stink, right? I mean, there's no. still people out there that want it, and I kind of wish it did have better support. But I will, I will say this. Like, even having a tablet – and having Windows 10 on it, it comes with, like, Windows 10 S, which is starter mode, which is, like, you can only get apps from the App Store, which, mm-hmm. disclaimer, you can turn that off, which is what I did first thing, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
um, whatever. But I will say that going from a full-on desktop to their tablet, I, it's not like I had to relearn anything, right? It's not a whole different UI. No, um, it's yeah. not a whole different learning experience. It's like, yeah, everything kind of work how I would expect it to. Right. And I and they have like a a tablet mode of the same UI, so like the search bar turns into a back button with some other stuff, and it just mm. makes it work nice. And I think that's what Google's going for too, because Chrome OS is nice. Yeah. And Android is nice, but it'd be nice if those two were kind of more the same thing, especially right. since they're even bringing the Android app experience to Chrome OS computers. Right. Yeah. And I think you could even go to the way of, um, I forget what phones used to do this, if this was Windows Phone or not. Or no, the Linux phone. That's what it was. Linux phone the where you had one. the yeah. Ubuntu phone where you could use your OS, plug it into a dock, and boom, on your screen you got your full-on desktop. Yeah, which was a great concept, which uh, apparently Samsung has brought back to life. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, so apparently, um, I got to read up on it. It's a pro- project called Dext or something like that. Let me see real quick. Hmm. Um, Samsung. But either way, you can take your Samsung S10, S9, whatever, and yeah. plug it into like a USB docking station, and it will run a Linux operating system for you. Oh, oh okay. That's nice. Although it's... Yeah, it is called Dex. Yep. Hmm. It's in beta right now. And... Yep, it's for the Galaxy. So if you have a Galaxy phone, you can run uh, Dex, which is like a Linux... It's not the Ubuntu, right? But it is a no. Linux-based uh, operating system that right. just runs off your phone. Huh. Yeah, that's why I really think that... I mean, obviously there Phones are fast enough it, to I do think. it. Yeah, phones especially now when you have phones with 16 gig of RAM and yeah, the and crazy specs on them that are basically rivaling my Chromebook essentially, or better than my Chromebook that I exactly. Have, and that's the know? thing too. It's like the this the common use case for this is like um, this is not someone who needs a powerful computer. This is not someone who you know needs a computer to do AutoCAD drawing. Well, maybe I guess phones are probably powerful enough to do that. But you know, a programmer yeah. who needs all this video editing. Those type of things, but like more like, hey, I have a phone, and maybe sometimes I come into the office because I'm a field worker or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. I can just take my phone, plug it in, and email all the pictures I just took. But I want a desktop experience for that rather than uh, it's quicker, right? Exactly, right? It's like yeah. taking everything you just did mobile, which is what it should be, sitting down at a desk for a couple hours and transferring all that data you know, writing reports off that data, but not having mm-hmm. to sit there wondering how am I going to get these photos or data that I took from my phone to my computer because right. now f- your phone is your computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big seller for it, which I think is great. Yeah. I think that would work out nicely Yeah, for them. Uh, speaking of Google, more Google. Find my device. Now, obviously, I had some issues with it earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, oh great! Now there now there's a notification that won't even go away. All right, this is annoying. So I, I installed the <laughs> I installed the app, right? The Find My Device one. Yeah, and then yeah. I uninstalled it because it gave me this stupid this stupid notification that said device located, and I tried to swipe it away and it just doesn't want to go away. And I uninstalled it, and it's still there. So <laughs> restart the phone. Well, you gotta look at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but either way, so in Android P, and I think we covered this when Android P came out, they have this new feature with using Wi-Fi. You can detect your indoor location within a couple meters, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? 
using Wi-Fi triangulation and with all only Google's certain data. routers, unfortunately, but it's still there. Right. Anyway, right. Um, apparently, Find My Device now will support that same technology. Um, so, someone who has uploaded a floor plan to Google Maps and then has set up some kind of indoor positioning system with that uh, Wi-Fi stuff. Yeah. Um, Google can now tell you that your phone's on the second floor or it's on hmm. the third floor in this corner and all that other stuff, um, which I guess we could kind of see coming. But yeah, it's kind yeah. of cool that Android so quickly is just putting that into their own applications. Right. Now, I saw something the other day that was kind of using this where it's a GIS application um, where you can send text messages to very specific rooms in a building, for instance. Really? Yes. I'm trying to find it somewhere in my Slack chat here. I wonder what the use um, case is for that. I don't, I don't know. Like, that's what Other I'm than the fact that it's cool. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. Um, I'm just trying to find it in here somewhere. Oh well. Um, but basically, you could click a room if for like a good, for like a campus, for instance. Um, you could click on a room, and then it would know who's in the room, and okay, then that's good. Yep. Uh, and then you could send text message to them or like a notification or whatever like that, which is cool, but also really. I don't know how that would work. Like, where would they even? <laughs> I just don't know where how that would even go about, unless you have the Wi-Fi deal going on, and you have to have the phones registered. I'm assuming, right? Like, I guess yeah. I'm trying to think too. Like, like would universities use this to like help with student tracking or like notify students in a classroom about something? Or must it's be. tough. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to picture the use case. I'm not not doubting it's cool, right? If I can click a right. room in a building and just see all the devices in that room, um, I guess from an IT standpoint, that's pretty cool. I just I guess I just don't see the messaging use case. Yeah, I guess the so. seeing the devices is definitely awesome. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to put this in the show notes so people can take a look at. It. I'm gonna have to find it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll um, but yeah, so that one kind of going along with the same tech with that Wi-Fi. You can get yep. more use cases to it using GIS. Uh, yeah, which yeah, GIS, once you, get, once you get into, uh, you know, buildings and all that other stuff, then um, mm-hmm. it's, that's when mapping, like, really gets... Because, I mean, everyone... You got to think, GIS has been around for a while where everyone's gotten a paper map at some point. Um, mm-hmm. In a couple of years, people probably won't even know that you could get paper maps. And then everyone knows GIS mapping from I want to go from my house to Target or my house to this random location a couple states away. But, hmm. like, what's going to be interesting is when you get that really in-depth location tracking inside of buildings and you have to go someplace to go. Mm-hmm. I could be, like, in New York City, for example, and be like, all right, take me to the train station to this company, which is on the 11th floor of this building in this office. And it'll tell me to walk in the front door, take the elevator, press 11 take a right and it's the third door on this side right that's that's pretty cool yeah like the next level of gis is that level of detail when you get into such a dense population such a dense oh uh, yeah city mm-hmm. you know in yeah, 3d uh, 3d data and everything like that it just gets right right hmm. which who knows how that would even help you with um water stuff right if you could i don't know if these you know i'm thinking sewers probably more than water but like where you can walk around the sewers right 
And yeah. if you had small IoT devices, you could easily send someone down there with a the phone and navigate the entire city system sewer by tracking their location underground hmm. with this Wi-Fi technology, you know? Yeah. Just think yeah, about that. Um, yeah, that's something. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool hmm. GIS stuff when we get into it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, I think the iPhone. only thing other – I know, the iPhone. The iPhone yeah. uh, production, from what I hear, has been – tanking i don't know if you've seen that at all yeah i saw that something about the iphone x was they were so i think it's uh iphone needs to stop basically or apple not iphone mm-hmm. apple has people have been like debating that their their uh production is gonna their sales aren't gonna be as good right mm-hmm. um so it's actually gotten to the point where like some of the bigger companies, I don't think Foxconn's on yet, but like Broadcom and a couple others have like scaled back their production because they know Apple's not going to sell as many phone, at many phones as predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, Apple itself even cut back on its order for uh, for phones. Hmm. And I think it's kind of starting to show that. So like Apple was the first trillion dollar company I think on the stock market. Um, they then, uh, you know, year after year after year, their iPhone sales have been like sold out in the first day and first hour even and then all this other stuff in terms of uh you know being the the quickest selling phone because everyone loves it right everyone wants the newest iphone once it comes out but they kind of have hit this plateau you would say in terms of uh you know let's face it the iphone x and all the new iphones now kind of look the same you can't really tell them apart hardware is kind of hit its limits right i mean we're talking about foldable phones and really advanced stuff but like chipsets you know ram storage cameras they're kind of all starting to hit that plateau i guess of what you'd say yeah of what they can hit right yeah and i I think apple is still dumping too much into the iphone where i think their new thing should really be you know uh either focus a little bit more on computers or they've been killing it with the watch they almost need something new to to help their their production costs right because they they've been they've been surviving essentially ever since Steve Jobs died, even a little bit before, but Steve Jobs was still innovative, right? Mm-hmm. Been surviving off iPhone sales because they're yeah. just that good. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting because I think it was Steve Jobs actually said, um, when you let marketers starting to, when you let marketers run a company, that's when it's in trouble. And yeah. do you know who Tim Cook is from? He was executive of the marketing department. At interesting. Apple when Steve Jobs was the CEO. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep, and Steve Jobs said that, so it's kind of kind of interesting how that's yeah. <laughs> that's happening, how that's playing out now. Yeah, yeah, that's I interesting. Because you can mm-hmm. tell that's kind of what they've been doing. They kind of, I mean, that's part of the reason I switched to Android is because the past probably four or five generations of iPhone, I've been like, okay, it's an iPhone, I get it. You know, yeah. it's not really anything or like crazy. It, it like adds a feature that Android, some Android phones already had for a little bit. You know, right? It's nothing that's like. They they've kind of have no longer been ahead of the curve or have been mm-hmm. um, experimenting with new technology. It's kind of just been like, okay, I get it. You kind of yeah but know how to make for a some phone. reason. Everybody follows their uh, their footsteps when it comes to, for instance, headphone jacks. Like, <laughs> you know, it's true. I, I don't I don't understand why, but at the same time, whatever you know. I think there's some of the reason they follow stuff with that is because uh, if Apple does it, then that's kind of the the main person you need to convince, right? So, like, right mm-hmm. now, even with um, – there's a new way you can build apps um, 
called, uh, they're like hybrid apps. I'm blanking on the term. All progressive web apps is another way you can build apps, which is basically you could go to a website like mobile.google.com, add it as a bookmark to your home screen. But next time you open it, it's actually like an app, not just a bookmark to a web screen. It's just a progressive web app. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were wondering forever if this would take off only because Safari didn't support it on iOS. Mm-hmm. Once Safari supported it, then it's gotten so much more backing because Apple was the last one of the bandwagon to pick up this technology. Um, you know, so therefore it's they just they still have such a big part of the market that it's if they yeah. do it then then it can make a difference, you know. Right. So crazy stuff. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it, I, I like you said, I don't feel like they're being any as innovative anymore. Um no, and I think that's definitely hurting them, right? Like, I will say yeah. this. The the cool thing, the only exciting thing I've seen out of Apple this whole year, um, probably in the last two years, actually, the new iPhone or the new Apple Watch has mm-hmm. the EKG certification sensor in it, which is super cool, right? Oh, wow. um, yeah, so, like, it's certified by the, the government, the whatever, the hmm. health branch of the government. Um, that actually there's a built-in EKG on the Apple Watch, and it can detect things like when you have like heart palpitations and all this other stuff, um, and you can use it as an EKG device to like detect your heart rate. Mm-hmm. And then they also have the new thing that actually is already in the news report saved a couple lives where um, it can detect when you fall. So like you fall off a ladder, you fall off a chair, um, and just to immediately like call 911 or something like that, mm. right? And that's kind of cool because so, you know, um, yes, you can always build a newer phone. Yes, people can build a smartwatch, but it's now like we have the technology and Apple definitely has the know-how where you can start building that technology to more Hmm. without um, requiring user interaction, kind of just enhancing that person's life, right? So you got to think now, if I were like, hey, um, I'm going to get my grandmother – the Apple Watch, right? Because the iPhone's so easy to use. But I'm also going to get her the Apple Watch because now I know when she falls. I now know that it has this heart rate sensor or all this other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of getting into that wearable tech industry. Huh. Yeah, that's good. I didn't realize it was the EKG was certified. I didn't, yeah, huh, no, that's it really is. Good. That's, that's their huge thing, yeah. Which, uh-huh. as I said, I mean, that's that's. I think if Apple took that step into really trying to innovate and really be the creators in more like wearable tech that was kind of would help you out but isn't super noticeable stuff like that yeah um that would be their next big big step because i don't think anyone else really does that well no yeah i i don't i don't i can't think of any uh android wear os that uh like android wear os is good and it's a good Right. It, like having my watch is helpful, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's going to save me from falling. It's not going to detect heart palp like that type of stuff, right? If yeah. Apple really pulls, because I mean, yeah, I think Apple got it first because they are a trillion dollar company. They have a lot of weight they can pull in terms of getting these certifications and really having this uh, uh, history of, of doing stuff well and doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they could do really well is if they came up with more innovative ideas like that. Well, where else they could do well, which this just happened apparently, um, Apple bought a place, a little company called Silk Labs. I don't know if you saw that. I did this. hear about that, yeah. Um, it is a small startup that focuses on uh, privacy conscious, uh, conscious uh, AI, right? Mm. Um, 
a very small company. They had they only had one hardware product, um, but they didn't receive enough funding to make it. Um, now it was interesting. The company was co-founded by a former Mozilla CTO, which so, instantly has you know my support because most of those guys are really yeah. conscious with what's going on and really mm-hmm. really get it. That's yeah. cool. So probably Apple's feeling a little bit behind in the AI area. So, um, so their AI. Little... Here's the thing: their their AI is good. Um, it's not just as public as everyone else's. Theirs is definitely more private AI. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, like uh, not like Google where you can tap into right. it. Yeah, right. Apple's AI is a little more private. But I will say this: out of all the companies out there, Microsoft, Google, um, probably a couple others. Um, Apple has been very good with their privacy stuff. Mm-hmm. Facebook, even, you know. Well, they've stuck the to their guns up. with stuff, too. Exactly. Like when, um, Not unlocking phones for police officers, which I understand yeah. some security things and all that other stuff. But well, it was funny because been... there was a piece of hardware that could actually crack an iPhone, like even mm-hmm. brand new ones. And they fixed a uh, the, op- the the opening in the code that allowed that. And yep. now the device is totally worthless. It was like thousands yep. upon th- tens of thousands of dollars for the device yeah. and just doesn't even work anymore because <laughs> they fixed the whole right but that's what they're so, dedicated to right yeah. having that mm-hmm. privacy stuff making sure everything's right. encrypted making sure right. you know that your data is your data um so that's pretty cool too right because that would if they could really take this silk labs thing now that i'm reading about it and take that ai not into like the personal home but take that into home offices enterprise grade stuff right yeah. other companies who are also concerned about privacy would buy into that for sure oh yeah absolutely so I think they're maybe they'll open that up more. We'll see. I hope so. Yeah, something good. So, um, anything else we got to talk about? I think no. we hit a lot. I, I think, think we did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone for listening to this week of the Engineer of What podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram at Engineer of What. You can find us at theengineerofwhat.com. You can contact us, email us, click the contact link. We love to hear from you. See what else you want to hear. Um, and we'll see you all next week. This is Nate. This is Rick. Thanks for listening.